Hey love, I'm so excited to share today's episode with you. Today I have Ash McDonald on, who is a hormones expert, a therapist, a business growth strategist, and a mom of three. And what she does is she uses her counseling background along with her expertise in cycle syncing to really help women unlock their naturally given blueprints so that they can scale their impact, take back their time, and have control of their emotions. Really all so that they can show up fully in the moments that matter the most to them. So in today's episode, we talk a lot about what cycles, what, what, that's a tongue twister, what cycle syncing is and how you can really start implementing it into your life and what some of the incredible benefits are. And I just recently started diving into cycle syncing and I knew that I needed to have her on here because she is actually one of the first women who I started following, who really started to show me the power of it. And so I know that you're going to love this episode, so you may even want to grab a journal, grab a piece of paper, because you're going to want to take notes. I am sure of it. All right, love. Enjoy. Hey, love. Welcome to the show. My name is Devani. I've been in the mental health field for about five years, and I have my Master of Social Work. Every episode, you'll hear faith and psychology-based mindset and emotional wellness tools to help you start taking better care of yourself feeling more present in your life and your business, and creating your life by design. Let's dig in. Ash, tell us a little bit about what cycle syncing is and why you're so passionate about it. Oh my goodness. I feel like that's such a (laughs) large question, but you know, all encompassing, I would say that it was the the differentiator between the life I lived before, which was very chaotic and very hectic and very in my head and constantly just feeling a little bit lost in not knowing what to expect out of myself. I'm not sure if you can relate, but that feeling of like one day I wake up and I'm super inspired and I'm excited and I'm loving everything. And then the next I'm like defeated and lethargic and tired. And I felt a little crazy. And so cycle thinking was that solution that I I searched for and searched for and searched for. And when I found it and started to apply it, it changed everything. And essentially what it means is to utilize your feminine flow, i.e. the natural ebbs and flows of your hormones on a daily basis as a blueprint, as a guide to how you live your life, to how you plan your self-care and how you plan your work and how you plan you know, what you eat and how you move and all these things in essence, so that you're no longer moving against your body, but rather moving with your body in a flow that ensures you're always feeling and showing up as the best version of you. So you're never, ever having those moments of like, what is the matter with me? If that makes sense. So it's essentially looking at who we were made to be from the get-go and following that rather than anything else. That is so good. And yeah, I think I totally relate to having those moments of like wake up full of energy one day or, or you plan, you know, this creative project or plan this amazing podcast interview or whatever it is. And then you wake up that morning and yeah, you're like, I'm just ready to nap all day or lay on the couch or, you know, just journal all day, whatever that looks like, but not understanding why. So I would love to know more about like, what, what does that look like in the real, you know, like in real time, what does that look like of someone starting to do that a little more? Cause I feel like I've been on that journey a little bit of trying to like start to integrate that more, but I would love to know from your perspective, what that looks like. 
Absolutely. So essentially all women go through four phases. We've got our menstrual phase, which we're super aware of. And then we've got our follicular phase, which happens right after that. Then it's our ovulation. And finally our luteal, which swoops back around and starts our menstrual phase again. So it's this concept that when we understand how our hormones are impacted during each of those phases, because it is very different. That's why we have four different phases. Cause essentially it means our body is in a different transition. Something is happening internally to get us through the these motions specifically because as women, we were born to recreate, right? Like that is what our bodies do. So even if we're not trying to have children in the moment, our body is still going through the motions as though we are every single month. And so these natural highs and lows and ebbs and flows of our hormones through each of these phases is a guide as to what we can and cannot do. So let me break it down a little bit for you. During our menstrual phase, our hormones are much, much lower, meaning we do, and a lot of us can relate to this and understand this, right? When I say menstrual, we all know what we're talking about. This is when we're bleeding, we're a little bit more fatigued, we don't have as much energy. But unfortunately, society has taught us to keep going, to push through, to do the same workouts, to get the same amount of sleep, to have the same schedule, right? A lot of this comes from the fact that men cycle. So as I just mentioned, we got our four phases, right? Which is over a 28-ish day period. Well, men cycle on a 24-day or 24-hour, excuse me, 24-hour period. So much of what our society looks like was built upon how a man cycles. If you look at a typical nine to five, if you look at when happy hour takes place, if you look at the different times that a meeting typically happens in a corporate job, this all comes back to how a man feels because men created it. And this is nothing against men, except for just the very obvious historical context here that our society is built upon men, right? And now for the past, gosh, a very long time, women have been going, but wait, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't work. This isn't working for me. Hey, sweet friend, if you are looking for more, I wanted to share with you two different things that are available to you. One is the Free and Well Library, which is a resource library that I have created and I'm constantly adding new content to. So if you're looking for faith and psychology backed meditations, affirmations, and journal prompts specifically for women who serve, who have huge hearts, but who are really trying to create those mindset and emotional well being improvements in their life, head down and definitely sign up for the library. You're going to love it. And secondly, if you are a service provider or a service-based business owner, and you are really looking to create these internal shifts within yourself, you want to feel more calm, more peace, more inner confidence. You want to have consistent, healthy routines where you fill up your cup. If this is you and you're looking for that extra support and that accountability from someone with extensive training and experience, head down and send me an email. There's a link below and we can chat and see if one-on-one -on -one coaching would be a good fit for you. Alrighty, love, back to the show. This isn't working for me. So our menstrual phase is a really important phase to honor the fact that our body is working very hard internally, right? So I always tell my clients, when I have gotten pregnant, and I have been pregnant a lot of times, I have three children, but I also have had four miscarriages. So I have a lot of experience being pregnant. And every time that I have gotten pregnant, I almost instantly give myself a ton of grace and a ton of slack and a ton of, you know, I'm eating what feels good. I'm sleeping when I'm tired. I'm saying no to the things that aren't right for me. Right. Because why? Because I'm a nurturing woman, right? By nature, I'm nurturing this baby that's inside of me. Well, the truth is the effort that our body is putting forth during that time is very similar to the effort our body puts forth during the menstrual phase. 
So what would happen if we shifted our self-love to that of which beginning of pregnancy is, right? Where you're honoring the cravings that you have in a healthy manner. So again, there's really cool nutritional facets into all this that teach us what our body actually needs during these times. But we're also not pushing ourselves to work out if we're too tired. We're getting extra sleep if that's what makes sense to us. We're, we're honoring where we're at in that moment, right? Now, as we move into both follicular and ovulation, those are the times when our hormones are rising. So in both of those phases, we have an extended, um, elevated version of energy in us. We have a, a greater capacity to do a little bit more, to have these higher intensive workouts, right? To focus on more work and, and exert more of that energy, which is beautiful, right? And so again, the focus here is that as women, this natural ebb and flow, both into feminine and into masculine energy is very prominent. We need to harness more of that feminine energy during menstrual and then luteal, which I'll talk about. And we need to harness us more of that masculine energy during follicular and ovulation when we've got more of it naturally within us, right? And so essentially it breaks into, it's close. I'm not going to give all the specific details, but what I do and what I teach even with my program is count your period as a week, even if you don't bleed for a full week, i.e. honor the menstrual standards for seven days, then honor the follicular standards for seven days then honor the ovulatory standards for seven days, and then honor the luteal standards for seven days. So luteal, again, we have peaked our massive hormones in the ovulation phase, but as we move into luteal, which is going to take us back to menstrual, all those hormones come back down, right? Now, as those hormones go back down, including hormones like estrogen, another hormone starts to rise, and this hormone is called progesterone. And progesterone is a natural sleep aid in our body right? So during luteal, what we experience is a great need for sleep, for complex carbs, right? Because of the, the needs in our body to metabolize that estrogen out of our body. Um, we need a little bit more rest. This is the time when PMS shows up. So if you do ever experience those feelings of irritability, I tell my clients, you know, I'm, I'm a therapist by trade. I have a big background in mental health, but I will never, ever, ever for once pretend to not be the woman who plans her husband's murder from time to time. And I do that during luteal phase. Now, the big change that happened for me in cycle syncing was I knew when to create space and boundaries around myself because of the hormones that were coursing through my body that promoted, in essence, this irritability. So it's not so much I'm giving you the tools to change who you are as much as I'm giving you the mirror to stand in front of long enough to see who you are, to know the boundaries that you need, to understand the self-care that's going to change things for you, to change the trajectory of your life by way of cyclical blueprint, essentially, right? So this luteal phase, we pull back on energy. We, we pull into rest. We honor some of those boundaries. We're maybe not being as social, right? Which is so cool. And a lot of what I teach in a lot of my programs is what are the nutritional elements of this? What are the movement elements of this? What's the brain have to do with this? What kind of different skills? And the truth is in each phase, we, it's not that we just need to stop working half the time, half the time, we actually just have different skill sets that we need to hone in on because our hormones start and end in our brain, which is so, so cool. So that's a little bit about the phases and essentially tracking is going to be step one, right? Tracking your body to understand where you are in these phases and then slowly integrating these different methodologies based on the phases that you're in. That was so much. Oh my gosh. So like so much wisdom there. And I feel like even just imagining someone starting to implement more of these practices into their life, 
like you're going to feel more grounded. You're going to feel more centered. You're going to feel all of these positive feelings just because you're really living in a way that's aligned with your natural flows, right? Um, And I didn't mean to make that pun of natural flow, but it's like, and a lot of what I'm hearing too is it sounds like there's a couple different pieces. So it's a lot of like building that self-awareness around, you know, how you're feeling and what you can expect from yourself and what you're going to need in these certain phases. And then from there, building lifestyle practices into those seasons and into those weeks, right? So whether that's like preventative, whether that's just expectations of yourself, really implementing those into the weeks. So expecting different things. Um, And then when I picture like preventative practices, I love how you mentioned just more boundaries, more boundaries around like you need more alone time this week out of, you know, every four weeks, or maybe you need more alone time, more reflective time. And then I'm curious too, when we think about planning, because I'm always like, just where my head goes is like, okay, like knowing these things, what can we do? What can we shift in our lifestyle? How can we plan for these things? And so something that I did, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this, is I wrote in my Google calendar each week. So it's like an all week banner of of what phase I'm in. And then from there, now I'm only planning podcast interviews in a certain two week period. And then, right. And then that week of rest, I know that I'm doing different projects in my work as well, or not planning so much or planning to go on a lot of walks and a lot of hikes instead of doing hit workouts or lifting weights. So I think what I'm hearing a lot of is like, building that awareness and then scheduling in, scheduling in what you know that you're going to need. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I do and what I teach, which is in essence, like there's just this kind of picture it like this color fog over each day where, you know, based on this phase, I do this, right? So when I help women build out their cyclical blueprint, it is breaking down all of those facets, whether it's the business that you own or the job that you have, or the marriage that you're proud of, the children that you have, the the hobbies, the friendships, all of it, so that you break it down based on how you show up in each phase. So that no matter what phase you're in, you can go to that specific thing and go, this is what's called of me, or this is how I can show up best in this Yeah. And it's, as we're, as we're talking about this, it feels so countercultural. It feels so right. It feels so countercultural to think of like, I'm going to listen to my body and really schedule, right. Schedule my workouts and schedule my work expectations or my personal obligations around my body. But it's like, that is what you physically have to give. That's what you at the root, like that's what you're going to need or what you're going to have to give. And so creating that space, but as we're talking about it, it feels so countercultural to think about doing that. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think again, in nature, we have been built up to live cyclically like men, which is yes, those expectations of, I expect the same version of me every day was what we've been taught societally, right? Like I need to have such a consistent schedule that my morning routine is the same every day. And my lunch is the same every day and all these things. I mean, even when it comes to diets, right? I see so many women hopping on the keto diet or the paleo diet or all these things. There are actually times when those diets are great. And then there's times when they're counterintuitive. This is why men will lose weight quickly and women will not 
is because we don't work that way. And we've been constantly trying to fit ourselves in the box of what works for men. And I think we are starting to see like, this isn't right for me Mm. anymore. Like there's something off here and a reason why this isn't working. And the truth is because because of how multifaceted women are and these beautiful hormones that are coursing through our body, which I, in essence, believe are our superpowers, right? There's a different aspect of us, a different version of us in each week that does take a different honoring of nutrition, a different honoring of movement, a different honoring of relational capacity and socialization, right? When we expect this, when we walk into each day with this expectation that isn't aligned with who we are, we're almost always defeated and disappointed. And that's where shame is born. So that's a perfect segue because I was just going to ask you how this relates to shame, because when we were talking about topics, right, that's a topic um, that you had suggested. And so, yeah, tell me more about that. Like how, how not honoring these things or how cycle syncing can relate to feelings of shame. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in essence, shame is bred in those moments where, I mean, and for lack of better words, it's bred in those moments where we are in fact expecting something from ourselves that we're unable to give, right? Or we're believing the expectations of somebody else onto us. And so we fall into this space of self-shame because we couldn't be that, or it didn't make sense for us, or we didn't understand the answer to that question. I mean, think back to when we were little girls, right? And I know I got my first period when I was nine years old. So from that moment on, when I kept trying to do homework every day, despite where I was at hormonally, when I kept trying to show up to gym classes or, or to, you know, sporting events or you name it. And I pushed through the feelings that I had that this wasn't working for me, or I feel really lethargic, or this doesn't make sense. All I felt inside was something is wrong with me. So innately, women carry more shame because the world was built for men, right? Innately, we carry more shame because we have constantly been trying to show up as versions of us that we are not in those moments, which in essence has us walking away going, there is something wrong with me. I am broken. I cannot be fixed. Why is this? Why is that? And, you know, the, the most important facet to look at through all this is that as women culturally, when we look around, if I'm on Instagram, for instance, and I see you on your Instagram stories and you happen to be in your ovulation phase and your, your languaging is on point, your copy is on point, your graphics are beautiful, you're vibrant, you're glowing, you're all these things. And I'm over here in my luteal phase feeling a little self-defeated, you know, and again, this is the assumption that we don't understand cycles, right? So I'm just, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't feel like getting on social media. I know I had it on my schedule to be consistent every day, but I can't seem to pull it out of me. I'm looking at you and I'm comparing. I'm developing a lot of shame. I am falling into this imposter syndrome, like all these just self-deprecating behaviors because I don't know. Cycle syncing is the self-permission that women have always deserved since the moment we were born to understand, hey, she's ovulating. Look at her go. That's incredible. And you know what? I'll be ovulating too in a short while, right? And this is my time to pull back and pour into me, whereas it's her time to push forward and pour into others. How incredible would our society be if we already knew this, right? If our schools were built in honoring of women's hormones, 
right? There's this incredible book called Roar by Stacey Sims. And she is um, an Olympic athlete who utilizes cycle syncing and cycle nutrition in order to be this outstanding, incredible athlete. And the differences that she teaches of all these poor women who are just incredible athletes that are pushing, 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 giving, 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 who don't have periods, who are struggling with infertility, that have autoimmune disorders, all these things, and she's just as successful and fit and, and vibrant as them. And she takes off two weeks, right? She doesn't, she doesn't train as hard. So again, it's that even the Olympic athletes, the female Olympic athletes have been trained through the lens of what works for men, right? So there's shame. It's doused on us from the get-go because what else are we supposed to walk away with? You know, I, I talk often about even sex, Right? What happens in the bedroom with our spouses when we aren't feeling in the moment or we're not, we're not in it, we can't get ready, we can't, you know what I mean? Like we can't lubricate ourselves, like genuine biological things, because there are differentiators in our phases for that as well, rather than going, well, obviously I'm in luteal phase, so I'm not natural, whatever, you know, whatever the answers are to it. Instead, we're thinking, gosh, what's wrong with me? What, why don't I want this right now? right? You know what's happening as well? Your husband, your partner, you know, he's also thinking, well, this same thing worked two weeks ago. What's wrong with me? Right? So even our marriages are collapsing under the weight of shame from not understanding how our bodies work. So just, just to think about, it's like blowing my mind, how many areas of our life are impacted by this. And something that I'm hearing so much of is the expectations, like the expectations that we have for ourselves, the expectations that we felt, you know, from society and just from the systems that we live in, like whether that's work or school or whatever that is, but just even if all that someone takes away from this episode is just to start noticing what am I expecting of myself this week? And then Another thing that I'm hearing too is that shift. So noticing what am I expecting of myself and then what would be valid to expect of myself based on where I'm at. And then also having that shift into self-compassion because it sounds like so much. And I'm sure, like, I know I experienced this. I know that, right, this is just a, a common feeling or experience that we have. But being able to shift from that space of what am I expecting of myself? Is it valid for me to expect that of myself right now? And then shifting into that space of, well, this is the phase that I'm in. Or just that that compassionate self-talk would be so huge to start practicing more of, depending on where we are in our phase and what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. My motto in my group course, which is called the Ambitiously Aligned Arena, is um, permission over perfection at all times, right? The, the whole value of everything that I teach is not to become perfect at cycle thinking. It's not to become perfect at mindset awareness and, and how you change the stories in your head. It's not to become perfect at time management, which are all facets of the program. It's instead about permission, understanding what's going on with you. The greatest gift that we have is the capacity in those moments to go, oh, wow, that makes sense that I feel this way. And I understand 
why this is happening for me, or I totally know why I'm feeling tired. I'm going to set my alarm clock a little bit later tomorrow and skip my workout because I've got progesterone in my body, which is in essence, like taking a sleep aid and then expecting to wake up six hours later, totally like vibrant, right? Like it's just the awareness and empowerment that comes that allows for a self-permission that takes us to a whole new level of being. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I'm just imagining when women, and I'm sure, you know, I can only imagine what the women who work with you experience. So when I'm imagining women are starting to learn that just to give themselves the permission to be building that awareness and just to be giving themselves that space and that grace, what that allows, like rather than those experiences of shame. And then like, I'm picturing the really practical, like when we have moments like that, where does that take us? How do we show up with our partner? How do we show up with our kids? How do we show up with our friends? How are we beating ourselves up? And then what does our day literally look and feel like versus if in that moment we're able to shift that talk, give ourselves permission, be like, oh my gosh, yeah, exactly what you just said. Like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I'm going to give myself some space. How does your day look and feel if you're able to make that shift? Right. Just, just thinking about the contrast of those two daily experiences and then how that looks in the long term as well. Totally. Yeah, that's so good. So tell me a little bit more about how women, and I think we've touched on this a little bit, but how women can use cycle thinking to move towards greater self-love and greater self-compassion. What does yeah. that look like for you? Yeah. Well, and we have, you know, I think it's, it's taking this, this blueprint that we're referring to these four phases and plugging them into your life as a guide, right? Referring back to it as a guide to how to care for yourself, right? So for me, an ovulation caring for myself is going out to coffee with a friend because I'm very social and I have more energy and I'm going to get more from connection than any other time. Whereas during luteal, my self-care looks like getting eight and a half hours of sleep instead of seven and a half. It looks like, you know, eating oatmeal instead of eggs because of the complex carbs that are going to help to avoid some of the cravings that happen during that time. It's little tiny shifts that to me are self-care, you know, like it is self-care to choose to flow with yourself than against yourself. So it's understanding you, <laughs> it's understanding you and applying it with just such perseverance because you recognize how incredibly worthy and deserving you are of always feeling your best. That's so powerful. I'm just imagining, imagining and just hoping and praying that what women are receiving from this, that they're just going to start even just implementing, you know, one or two pieces of this, or even just now knowing to look out for these things and start noticing that, that you feel different or that you do have different, you know, cravings. I'm even thinking for myself, like there are absolutely weeks that I do crave oatmeal in the morning. And I'm like, I never crave oatmeal, but it makes so much sense now, right? When you said that. So I'm like, okay. And then, yes. And I love that you said that too, about like when you're seeing friends, because I think sometimes, and this is something that I used to struggle with so much and still it comes up sometimes, but if we don't look at which phase you're in and you schedule, say you schedule two things to do over the weekend, you're like, dread. not that you don't love your time with your friends. We know that you love your friends but you're maybe like dreading, right? Getting dressed and getting out of the house. Like that's super valid. And so acknowledging that, okay, when are the best weeks for me to schedule time with friends? Or like, I'm going to go to the farmer's market later and I'm so stoked on it. But if this was a different week, I probably wouldn't do that. Right. But vacations, think about like a vacation on the luteal phase with all your kids 
how enjoyable that is compared to going on your response. Right. Like there is something very powerful about knowing this. Like even when somebody comes to me and says, Hey, do you want to do a podcast interview? The first thing I look at is my faces, right? Like so glad that we matched up. Awesome. Right. (laughs) Right. And I mean, that that's in everything. When I launch my course, when I take on clarity calls, when I plan date nights with my husband versus couples dates, date nights, right? Like it all. And the thing is too, my husband and I date every single week. That's just a marital standard that we carry, but those dates vary. Are we going out? Are we staying in? Are we getting a hotel? Are we meeting up with friends? Like it literally is based on our phases. And that's, what's really cool is that my husband and I have had these in-depth conversations and now he frequently asks, what phase are you in? Or like, what phase are you going to be in over Valentine's day? Like, do you know how life altering it is to have your spouse plan dates that honor how you're going to be energetically at that time? And how that's, yeah. And how that's going to feel for you in the moment experiencing that. Right. And that's so incredible that he's putting in that effort. And then especially that you're going to be able to receive it well, right. Versus like he puts in all this effort to plan and this could touch on the love languages a little bit. Right. Also he plans this amazing event that he's like so excited to treat you to. And then you're like menstruating and you're like, Oh, that's like, I need to be on the couch. I'm not leaving. So just imagine, yeah, it's just, Oh, that's so amazing. I love that. So I think overall, like we're hearing a lot of building your awareness around, you know, the phases, what that looks like for you. And I'm picturing even just taking the time to notice and Ash is going to share a freebie that she has that you definitely will need to get that will help you with this. But I'm picturing also like, what is maybe one or two things that you want to start trying or implementing in each phase or something like that? Like maybe it's oatmeal, maybe it's going to bed an hour earlier. Maybe it's, you're just going to go for walks this week, whatever that is. But even just starting to notice or journaling out like each week, okay, I'm feeling the need for this, uh, could be an amazing place to start. I think. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it is, I would always say one, number one, number one, number one is to track. Every day, take some time to really, you know, take a, a, an invoice of yourself of like, how am I feeling and how is my energy and how, what were the work tasks that felt good versus the ones that felt really heavy. And the most amazing thing is I have women in my program, it's a three and a half month program and they start tracking from day one and we don't dig into what's called the flow lab until about four weeks into the program. And they're already having these like, oh my gosh, I felt this way towards my husband the exact same day every month. Like there are patterns, you will notice there are patterns. So again, it's not so much, I've got all the tools and you can only learn this through someone like me. It's no, 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 you have all the tools. You just have to take the time to collect data on yourself. That's so good. So good. And then before we close up, do you have any, like any top tips or anything like that? Maybe for women who are running a business or, you know, just women who serve and give and just have all of these big ambitions for themselves. Like, do you have any top tips that you would want to leave them with? 
That is actually the freebie that I am giving to your entire audience. So it is helpful for anybody. You will get a ton of great goodies from it from anybody, but it is particularly helpful for entrepreneurs because it is a quick breakdown, not only business strategy of how to have launches in your business that are successful, but then how to align those launches with your cycle. So how to understand the best times to do each aspect of a specific launch. It's all in there. It's all free. And it is, again, literally what I, what I teach people is, is how to develop a cyclical workflow. So how do I identify your zones of genius, which we've all heard that phrase before, like what are the areas that are really just so called to you? But then how do you take that? Like what, let's say content development. How do you take content development and break it down into the phases? right? So it's menstrual, that brainstorming time. That's when I'm going to brainstorm the topic. Follicular is when I'm going to strategize that topic and write out some of the copy. Ovulation is when I'm going to do all of the recording and pictures and graphics of that topic and actually sharing it live. And luteal is when I'm going to go back through and edit and revise and take, take, you know, a credit for what has worked and what has not worked. Everything, every zone of genius can be broken down into the four phases. So that's my biggest key when it comes to business. And that's why, you know, I teach in my mastermind, these amazing women who are wanting to scale, we always have to look through our cycle. Like I genuinely fervently do not understand how women do anything without understanding their cycle now that I've been doing it for three and a half years. Like I don't know how I existed before this information because it's so incredibly valuable. Yeah. And I, I love that so much. And I'm thinking back before I started even really learning about this and trying to do even just like live challenges, right. Where you're showing up live a couple days or, you know, maybe a launch of some kind. And it just completely felt like I did it, but it did not feel enjoyable at all because I'm like so forcing myself to show up. And I can only imagine that if I would look back and see where I was at in my cycle, that it would make so much more sense. And that's absolutely. So definitely head down to the show notes, make sure that you grab that goodie. So powerful. And I would say to pause and rewind that and jot down what Ash just said about the weeks and content, because that's so powerful. So powerful. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, so good. Okay. Where can people find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Ash McDonald. So A-S-H-M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. I love Instagram. That is definitely my favorite corner of the internet. So I am there all the time, constantly sharing. I have some incredible highlights that you can go through just to learn cycle syncing in a highlight, just to learn time management in a highlight, but as well as um, IGTV. So I've done a lot of particular videos on sex and your cycle and your menstrual phase specifically. So you can really find a lot on uh, my Instagram, which I've made a, a just a massive free resource for women because I cannot say it enough. We have deserved this far, far past when I'm giving you this information. So I just feel honored to introduce anybody to this who hasn't heard it or to extend and expand the information for those who have. Hey, lovely friend. I hope that you enjoyed this episode with Ashley. If you received any type of value, it would mean so much to me. Think of a friend who would enjoy this episode. Think of a friend who needs cycle syncing in their life. And will you please just share this with them? Just head down and hit that little button, send it over to them so they can receive this episode and really receive all the wisdom that Ashley shared with us today. Thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. I appreciate you being here as always, and I will chat with you soon.